This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our Patreon backers. If you head on over to patreon.com forward slash TV, you can see the stuff that you get for backing us, and you can see all of the people who have chosen to support the show that they at least grudgingly like, I like to think, in my wildest dreams. Um, so if you grudgingly like us, or up, uh, please on, head on over, and you have a couple bucks, head on over to patreon.com forward slash TV. Nintendo Power Power Pros Helpline, my name is Brim. Would you like to speak to a pro, a player, or a dealer? Uh, pro. Please hold for power. Yo, this is Talon. You're speaking to a pro. It's, it's nice to meet you, Talon. Uh, what are your qualifications? I sent in my VHS tape of Bayou Billy high scores for the May 1990 issues. Uh, ho- hold on a second. Where are my shades? Uh, no, I mean, you don't have to put on shades. This is a phone. Um, listen, I'm having a hard time with Demon's Crest. The ending is just really confusing. Like, I, I beat him, um, but there's this whole bit about how the people in the world living under the, the hell I've created for them would be is worse than actually living under the, the boss. I don't really get it. You get them crest, bro? I'm the crest. Ah. Nintendo Power Power Pros Helpline. My name is Brim. Would you like to speak to a pro, a player, or a dealer? Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll have to speak up. I just graduated from college. Uh, Pro. This is Bulwark, the pro formerly known as Talon. Okay, okay. I got all the crust. I just want to tell you, Talon, I did it, buddy. Thank you for all your help. Cool, cool, no problem. So so you got the ending where Firebrand ruled supreme. Um... Gotta get them items, Pete the Attawa. Pete the... Ah, oh, Christ. Nintendo Power Power Pros Helpline, my name is Brim. My son and I would like to know if you'd like to speak to a pro, a player, or a dealer. Pro. This is Phalanx Covenant, formerly known as Bulwark, formerly known as Talon. What can this pro do for you? Uh, Talon, listen, there's still problems in the human world. Like, I, I did it. I got all the items. I did that whole mini game. I was in that forest like a thousand goddamn times. What am I missing, Talon? It's it's Phalanx Covenant now. Did you did you beat the final boss? You have to wait until the credits end, uh, and then also two minutes. Oh my god! Nintendo Power Power Pros Helpline, my name is Brim, and I am a skeleton American. Uh, would you like to speak to a pro, a player, a dealer, or to have a hollow conference with Mario himself? Oh. Uh, no, I'll, I'll talk to a pro. This is Bud Manclit, formerly Phalanx Covenant, formerly Bulwark, formerly Talon. This ain't your daddy's fucking Nintendo power. How can I help you? Talon, thank God. Listen, it's me. I did it. I waited and I killed the final demon. I am ready. Radical. I, I mean, tip balls. Uh, press your thumb into the digipad to be transcended into the Nintendo Cloud 64. This ain't your daddy's singularity. It's a me, a Miyamoto. Oh my God, you're, you're so beautiful. Here, my son. Is it the time for you to accept the fire flower? Oh my God, such an honor. Let, let me check if it's time yet. I'll just get my watch out for fireballs.
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And this week we are talking about Demon's Crest, which is a platforming game developed and published by Capcom for the SNES in 1994. Yep. In this game, you play as Firebrand and you are a gargoyle demon um, who use the power of these various crusts in order to battle, battle other demons uh, that are worse than you. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. This is an extension of the uh, the Gargoyles Quest games uh, for the Game Boy, uh, Gargoyles Quest 1 and 2, uh, which are, in turn, an offshoot of the Ghosts and Goblins games. Yeah, there's an NES entry as well hmm. um, that I somehow skipped, despite being a, a fan of the series. Hmm. Um, one of the reasons why I like the series, and this was more mind-blowing as a child playing the Game Boy version, <laughs> um, but you're playing as a bad guy. Yeah. Like, you you are an antagonist, and it's this... <clears throat> it For a game without a story or very much story, as it were, it suggests Shades of Grey when you are playing as this kind of anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, this is not a nice place, and there is no guarantee that you are fighting to make it nicer, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, this is pretty grim in terms of what it's showing you. Like, this is a, is it medal, Gary? It's, oh, <laughs> boy, it, it's it's like winning the medal Olympics <laughs> at, as far as stuff we've done. <laughs> what do they give you, like, as a reward at the medal Olympics? Huh, the, a medal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so. In, 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 a, in a way, all Olympics are really the medal Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> if you're good enough. Yeah. Except for those ribbon Olympics. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, that, that, that is that that is a twist. And I definitely appreciated uh, both the tone and the fact that, you know, yeah, I'm just like a power hungry dude. Right. Another yeah. thing that I appreciated is the fact that this game is like nonlinear. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 again cool mind-blowing thing like <laughs> you explore this world in this like kind of like an airship in final fantasy this mode 7 world map to go between areas and try to find all the uh the plot line items and key power-ups in kind of a metroidvania like fashion yeah because these power-ups um especially the ones that give you new forms uh open up new areas in the places you've already been to so there's a little bit of backtracking to this yeah and the uh you know, what kind of adds a little spice to this, the, all this backtracking you're doing is this movement mechanic because you, you know, you can, uh, your typical firebrand without any power-ups, you can run and jump, shoot fireballs, cling to walls, but you can also hover. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't quite fly. And this is different mm-hmm. than the Gargoyles quest games that came before it where it was limited. At this point, now you can hover for as long as you like. You can hover across a whole stage. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. And you can maintain, like, they're, and, they, and they design around that, like they will put aerial enemies to knock you down. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like but when we say hover, we mean you maintain your, uh, height as yes. you're going along. Yeah. Yes. And you know, this, uh, this is augmented by uh, different crests that let you, you know, fly, you can climb, uh, you swim or they beef up your attack or defense. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you can also get the, this other item that you can kind of equip these talismans that, uh, are accessories that kind of act as like a ring slot. Um, and give you different perks. So you can either have an increased rate of fire, um, added offense or defense, or increased money rate over health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, kind of along with that health, you can collect vellums and flasks uh, to get these kind of like one-use potion kind of things uh, or spells uh, from this Simon's Quest-like town uh, that you can go back to to, uh, you know, charge up. Yeah, like you, you have a very wide uh, vocabulary in this game. Mm-hmm. So, like at any given point, you're you know choosing your crest for your basic set of abilities. You're mm-hmm. choosing your talisman for how those are modified, and then you also have two sets of consumables. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the main things you're doing in the game is collecting these slots for those consumables. Yeah. And then it, there's this whole economy in the game where you're buying these items since they're one use. Yeah. Um, this game is full of bosses. And they're really, really attractive and, and metal as hell and cool, <laughs> um, which makes it very soulsy 
Yep. Which like some people, you know, don't like uh, don't like us bringing up everything that's Soulsy. But <laughs> if anything's gonna be, I mean, you know, I mean, demon. Yeah, like demons. it has demons in the title. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's not the demons' crest, so that's fine. Yeah, it is exactly. the demons' crest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, a crest was actually the monster. <laughs> <laughs> demons is the person. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so sadly, uh, this is kind of the end of the Gargoyles Quest wing of the series, right? And mm-hmm. Ghosts and Goblins, or Ghouls and Ghosts, or whichever one, I always get them confused. I know they're slightly different. Um, it was, you know, rebooted on the PS2 and Maximo, but uh, Firebrand never really made an appearance again. Yeah, which is a bummer. He's in uh, Capcom, Marvel vs. Capcom, hmm. um, which is cool. Like, it's fun to be able to use all these abilities, and there are nods. To a lot of the entries in the series and that but um did you ever play maximo oh yeah i like it i, I never played it i always wanted to because i've always i've always loved these games like i like mm-hmm. the gargoyles quest games a lot and then i always had like a a grudging respect and appreciation for ghouls and ghosts and mm-hmm. super ghouls and ghosts and ghouls and goblins and, and the yeah. like i always get them confused as well i always like those games even though i think they're kind of too hard to play yeah um that, like, w- that was people's biggest complaint against maximo actually was that it was also too hard to play um, interesting yeah like just the, the 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 save mechanic was really restrictive there were very few opportunities to actually like mark your progress um and uh, I, I feel like it did a really good job of taking a 2d platformer and putting it into 3d hmm. um in a, in a in a way that like previous to that the only time i really saw that done successfully was like the medieval games on playstation kind of like taking yeah. something that is that, that is like that a 3d platformer with some kind of combat um, yeah, I feel like that was a good updating of that. Um, yeah. That and be- before anybody writes in when Cole, the, the distinction you're making is important, like the combat based 3d platform. Yes. Performer. You're yeah. not talking about like Mario 64. No, no, no. Like you're I'm talking not. about like, like a Castlevania, like how Castlevania yeah. hasn't really been done very well mm-hmm. in 3d. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for getting out ahead of that. <laughs> no, no, no problem. The, uh, well, it's just, if you're just like, yeah, the, you, you were almost on the record as saying the best time I've seen a 2d platformer converted to 3d was medieval. Yep. Like, so I, I had to, I had to stop that yeah. by any means necessary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got what I meant. Yeah. Uh, um, tell me a little bit about the plot, Cole. Well, um, any plot that begins with a prophecy is good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a prophecy that when all six of the legendary crests are gathered together, the infinity crest will appear. Right. Um, And its holder will be able to conquer all of the realms, not just the demon realm, but the human realm above. Right. A demon named Firebrand, uh, the protagonist or antagonist of the previous games, he has gathered five of these crests and ruled the underworld with them. And after a battle to acquire the sixth, a young upstart named Phalanx attacked him when he was weakened and, and usurped the throne. Yep. And now you as Firebrand are forced to fight in a coliseum for Phalanx's amusement. (laughs) Um, as Phalanx plots to acquire the Infinity Crest for himself. And after you escape, you kind of have to go through and gather the crest Mm -hmm. to stop this from happening because that throne is yours. Yep. With as you will. (laughs) Are you not entertained? Yes. Well, I'll tell you what's entertaining. The fact that this game starts like literally the first thing that happens. And and before we even before we get to that, (laughs) the, uh, the attract mode, like with the when you boot up the the game mm-hmm. and you get to see, and I, I did play this on ROM because, because it is a very expensive uh, game um, or played it on, uh, not on when I say boot up, like played mm-hmm. it on, uh, uh, on my computer. I've mm-hmm. got it on virtual console, but I wanted to be able to use save states because it gets yeah. hard at certain points. I didn't play this. I used to own this, but it's <laughs> crazy expensive. 
Yeah. Like it is one of those uh, five richest kings of Europe games. <laughs> but when you first uh, start it up, you get this awesome like fire falling kind of cinematic. Yeah. As it like just pan down to reveal Dark Lord. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and then as soon as you actually start the game, you're in the, you know, immediately starts with the boss. Like you're in the uh, the Coliseum and uh, Samulo, the zombie dragon, pops out. <laughs> yeah, from, from the left. And it chases yeah. you until you're cornered. Um, and this is a gigantic, I want to say gorgeous, but grotesque is probably the more apt word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like fleshy zombie dragon that uh, yeah, you can it, see like where he's decaying. The sprite work in this game is, is superb yeah like it's it's really good i mean this is you know capcom at the top of their their graphical game mm-hmm. you know i would i would argue um so it's like it's not you know and and it's also dealing with one of the things i really like about this game and this is more of a generality but like it's capcom's art and style being applied to a konami world like okay. a, a very castlevania yeah, yeah. Set, set of aesthetics mm-hmm. um and that's really interesting to see yeah I think well, it's kind of funny because like ghouls and ghosts did the Castlevania thing too, right? Just let's have these generic spooksters. Um, but it was, it was so goofy. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, Castlevania got, you know, it started off kind of goofy just because of, of limitations, mm-hmm. but it got ungoofy quicker. Yeah. You know, than than you would think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is not goofy at all. Yeah. You know, this is, this is serious metal. <laughs> badass yeah. monsters yeah and like it's not just the characters like that we're talking yeah. about the sprite work like they they put a lot of love into the backgrounds and this like it's it's very like i i have a thing for tasteful parallax oh yeah i think that i think that if you if you heighten the parallax too much it makes it look like a a Cygnosis game <laughs> a yeah bit. um but uh the, the the layering that they do here to uh kind of build the world back behind you is uh is is incredibly uh tasteful uh, um, mm-hmm. yeah it really gets the effect across without hitting you over the back of the head yeah and when you when you eventually get to the end of this this hallway and you have to fight the zombie it's teaching you how to incorporate your hover ability into battle like it's not just a movement you know mechanic to to get around and skip things yeah. you're actually going to have to use it so like the idea is that you wait for him to attack and you can hover at eye level mm-hmm. with him yeah. And hit him in the face. And that's going to be the trick for a lot of these big bosses is to hover at a point where you can actually attack their weak spots. Yes. And that's that's the kind of skill that you you pick up through the game is learning how to manage that and learning how to because uh, the way that you do it is in mid jump when you tap A again, you'll hover at that point. Mm-hmm. So learning to time that. So you're hovering at the point that you want or using how learning how to use other parts in your environment to get to the the you know the y axis mm-hmm. that you're looking for. Yeah, it's like if your double jump was instead an emergency break on gravity. Yes. Yeah. It controls it nothing really quite controls like this. Like mm-hmm. this kind of hover thing. This isn't frequent. You know, Princess Peach yeah. can hover, but <laughs> it's not elemental to the gameplay of Mario 2. Yeah, and that actually threw me off on this for the first like the first time I tried to play it before I figured out that's what it was doing. I thought mm-hmm. it was doing something wrong. Um, yeah, because this was like this was so novel. Um, and once I, you know, accepted that it really, it was easy to appreciate because yeah. it is it is a good mechanic. Yeah, it's very neat. Yeah, um, I love this this dragon because he falls apart as you're fighting him mm-hmm. and then you leave and you're getting ready to leave and he pops his head out to try to <laughs> try to attack you again. But he can't he can't move. Yeah. So you just, you know, <laughs> attack his trapped head until he, he dies again for real. And then you get the Green Hill Zone, mm-hmm. which like, I love that kind of cinematic, like start with something intense and, yeah. and uh, action-y and then 
then do your level. Yeah, well, it establishes Firebrand as a badass. It makes you feel very empowered, even though you yeah. are at your weakest right now. There's very little that you can do that's really special, right? Mm. And that, like that makes the Delta so much so much stronger <laughs> between yeah. the, the beginning and end. Like you start out able to kill these massive things. Yeah, very cool. And again, yeah. like that's a, and that's kind of a, a Capcom thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the first level of Mega Man X where you're you know fighting these gigantic uh, B things. Mm-hmm. And like you're fighting thing, you know, huge things right off the bat. Yeah, um, this game has a lot in common with Mega Man X, actually. Yeah, um, at least as far as like having the you know the cool dark horse antagonist like mm-hmm. showing up and and a little bit of the structure stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, um, but this is kind of like a Green Hill Zone kind of thing. It is it's reminiscent of like a Ghouls and Ghosts um, or Ghosts and Goblin or whatever um, <laughs> uh, kind of level. You've got uh, so it's a spooky forest kind of thing, and you're fighting these basic shrouded figures. Uh, and something it's teaching you here is you know because Firebrand has claws, he can cling to walls, right? Yes, yeah, and you're going to have to use this to get up certain certain sheer cliff faces. You can mm-hmm. jump off a wall and then jump back onto it. Um, you have a very controllable jump, or you can jump off a wall, hover over to somewhere, mm-hmm. and hover back. Again, Mega Man uh, X. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But uh, at the end of this, you, there's a statue that you have to headbutt in order to uh, fight your next boss. And the, the headbutt is a move that you just have, but it's weird because you headbutt <laughs> the towards the Z-axis. Yeah. Like, you you headbutt the background. <laughs> um, but this busts out the hippogriff. Yeah. Uh, who's kind of a mini boss here mm-hmm. and a recurring mini boss. Like they do yes. that awesome thing we really like, which is they make these guys pop up later too. Yeah. So um, you can feel amazing when you can <laughs> just wipe the floor with them. Yep. But yeah, this is kind of a basic gargoyle boss. He kind of looks a little bit like you and he does these kind of parabolic swoops. Um, mm-hmm. And what it's kind of teaching you is, yeah, you can hover over this. So actually trying to um, use your hover to time your jumps over these guys. Um, after you kill him, he's, he's super easy. The bosses are easy for the very beginning of the game and then mm-hmm. quickly ramp up in difficulty. Um, he turns into a statue again and you have to know like, Hey, I can bust open statues. If you bust <laughs> them open again, you get a power up. Yeah. Um, and then you continue past them to like the kind of the second half of the level where things get a little bit more real. Yeah. Um, you know, walls are falling apart and there are these kind of plant trap on the floor, which like are little vines and things, but are really reminiscent of hands and fingers to me. Mm-hmm. That hold you in place. And you're, um, and and you're afraid of plants anyway. Yeah, it, it is. And I just assume plants are fingers most of the time. <laughs> and they hold you in place where there are these like guys who are pulling bombs out of piles mm-hmm. continuously. So they're all strategically, if you get stuck by one of these, you're going to get hit by something else. Right. Like the enemies are working together. <laughs> yeah. So much of this game is about kind of manipulating your movement, which sounds incredibly basic, but like deciding when to stop. And yeah, have, like when, when, when it's something forces you to stop when you don't intend to. Yeah. It's, it's all about holding still at the right and wrong moments. Yeah. It's very basic, but when you're playing with this kind of different, uh, movement thing, you mm-hmm. notice it more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you get this vertical, um, kind of, kind of section where you're climbing up a cliff, uh, which would be, you know, would be easy except it slants outward. So you can't mm-hmm. just do your, uh, you can't just do your, uh, grab and grab and nab. You have to, uh, use these platforms. Um, and again, uh, these are out of phase, so you have to um, hover at the top of the at the apex of the of the one platform's um, m- motion in order to wait for the next one to come down and get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Once you get to the top, you fight uh, Arma. Run to him, who is kind of your uh, your Sigma, mm-hmm. or not your Sigma. Vile. Um, yeah, Vile. Yeah. yeah, your Vile of this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's trying to stop you. He's uh, on the bad guy's side for some reason. <laughs> um, and he's kind of like a tougher version of the Hippogriff at this point. Yeah. But this is another enemy that we're going to see over and over again. Each time he's going to be uh, upgraded. Right. And and be tougher. Yeah. But the fight isn't too terribly different. 
this time. No, no, not, no. Yeah. It's almost like it's, it's funny how they throw two similar bosses at you right away. It's like, okay, we're going to test you once. And then are you sure that you're good enough? Right. Yeah. Or that, because that, that you definitely these, need to know this. Yeah. yeah. Because, because like these principles are going to be applied later on. Like if you, you know, you have to learn how to jump over threats. Yeah, which again sounds very basic, but you, it feels different mm-hmm. than jumping over a threat in a Mario game or what have you. Yeah. Um, after you beat him, uh, you get the Earth Crust, which allows you to turn to the ground gargoyle. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. this actually transforms your appearance. It's like uh, changing into a kind of a different character. Yeah. Um, and these crests uh, continue throughout the game. The Earth one is kind of not that useful. I was annoyed when I had to go to him. Yeah, well, the the reason why is that, like, so the Earth Gargoyle, um, he's faster, he can dash, mm-hmm. um, and when he dashes, he can break statues. So those are the times you have to use him. Yeah. Um, the dashes are not, they're useful for unlocking a couple of power-ups, but they're not useful for attacking. His kind of gimmick is that uh, for ground-based enemies, he kind of spits this acid that uh, creeps along the ground. Yeah. And it does double damage to things that are on the ground, mm-hmm. but does way less damage if you jump and use it. Right. So, like, there are certain levels or certain portions of levels that he is well suited for. Mm-hmm. And you can change characters at any time, but you do have to kind of go into the menu and, it, that, and do it. That's my biggest yeah. complaint about the game, actually. Yeah. <laughs> is... you, do, you spend a lot of time in the menu. Yeah. Which is a bummer. And it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been better if they had, like, mapped, okay, here's your, here's your breath weapon switch on the left, and then here's your form switch on the right. You know, like mm-hmm. on the triggers, like I don't think like cycling through that never really works that well. So no. I don't know. What I, I don't know what I'm asking for, but that is a little bit of a bummer, especially when they start forcing you to mix those up a little bit. Exactly. Especially, I mean, you can literally have to mix them up mid jump. Yep. You know, in certain points and it just takes a while. Yeah. Like it just, it just needed to, like if it was just quicker to do so, or you could set a quick form, <laughs> like map that to the right trigger. Yeah. Like at the very, you know, you, you go in your menu and it's like, whenever I hit right trigger, I t- trigger, I, I, um, toggle between these two mm-hmm. that would be good yeah like this is the kind of thing that would be mapped to a d-pad it'd be like a batman power yeah 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 even though system. you have to watch wait for it to like transform and stuff oh yeah like that just has to be needs to be a little bit quicker to make it seamless mm-hmm. so yeah but that's that's the closest thing i have to a complaint actually yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's it is uh it is it is a minor frustration but for the most part this is a real uh real kind of gem mm-hmm. um after you and it kind of sucks that it leads with the earth gargoyle because mm-hmm. it's the least empowering movement yeah. thing. Um, he's like speedrunners love him because he moves really quickly. But the uh, for the most part, like I did, I had the same thing. I very very rarely used him. Right. And it kind of resented his inclusion. Um, what's the what's the speed run look like for this? Um, it's about uh, forty minutes, hmm. forty five minutes, and you can one hundred percent it. The one I watched, um, it was from an old uh, AGDQ, and they didn't fight the secret final boss. Okay. Because he's in. He's ridiculous. Um, I don't know if this is, there's going to be a weird twist. Like, you, did you beat the secret? Oh, Super no, Final no. I, I watched. Okay. Uh, no, I, I I got the code to look at it and I was like, nope, I can actually just watch this on YouTube. Yeah, I didn't I didn't quite get all of the items. I got yeah. most of the items, but I was just like, I can watch this on YouTube anyway, because this has the the kind of, um, you know, secret S tier boss. Yeah. At the end, that is just so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So now you've opened up the world, though. Mm-hmm. This mode seven world, the world's really small. <laughs> yep. Like, it is a tiny, tiny world. Yes, it is a dwarf um, planet underworld. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love how you can, I love the little swoop you can do to, to go down to areas, and you can just do it whenever you want. Yeah. If you're not near a hot spot, you just do these fun little swoops. <laughs> yes, which, that's funny that swooping, is swooping while you fly is like jumping while you run in a game yeah. like this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, you just do it as, you, as you're making your way uh, towards different things. But the, the nearest <laughs> You were place... about to do the Cheers theme song, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, as you're making your way through the world today. Yep. Snakes uh, everything you got. <laughs> there, are yeah. couple, there are a couple places you can go from the start, mm-hmm. uh, but the nearest place is a, uh, it's a town, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is uh, like it's a Simon's Quest down. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Like it's it's uh, side scrolling, you know, a side view, and it's similar. There aren't very many people in it, um, and there aren't that many services, so I don't really know who they serve um, in the, in this game. But even the town like opens up, like you open up new things as you get new abilities. Mm-hmm. You open up a new part of the town, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, um, but we'll talk about the people who are who are available for now. Yeah. So you got the scholar. He will identify your talismans, although you don't have any. Um, he serves mm-hmm. no purpose other than to uh, give you more than a one-word explanation of what they do. Yes, and even yeah, even when you have them, like meh, <laughs> um, you know, he's still not that useful. Yeah. Um, there's a guy who sells spells. Um, so you pick up vellums throughout the game, and those are your spell slots. And he fills them up with one-time use spells. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't use a lot of spells. Neither did I. Um, they are like there are a couple of them that are pretty useful, and there's. A couple of them that are interesting. Uh, specifically, there's an imp spell. Yeah, that's one I used. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. Like, it's a cool idea where it's like you summon this little creature. It fights for you, but you have to pay him. So, like, <laughs> while you have him, he drains your money. Yeah. Um, and that's a pretty neat idea for for a power up. He was good on some of the more mobile bosses, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he sticks to them. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you can unlock the alchemist here who sells potions. Mm-hmm. Um and those also, like, there are utility potions, but I almost entirely use healing potions. Yeah, like the ginseng was the one yeah. that uh, just recovers everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's very funny that you can just, that ginseng does that. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, the stuff that's in my tea in real life. <laughs> but you can also, this is where you get your, like, warp out of the level before it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, minor uh, protection kind of things. Yeah. Same. there's a stranger there's like just a guy bumming around outside by the fountain who uh mm-hmm. asks you a question i guess he's just there for flavor text <laughs> honestly mm-hmm. but uh i like his NPC. i like his sprite him and the alchemist those uh those sprites uh i'm pretty sure somebody on something awful has the alchemist as a as an avatar already otherwise i would totally do that oh yeah yeah look at he, he looks like he's about ready to lead a muppet band he yeah it's like dr teeth <laughs> um spooky dr teep though um in this town you can also uh go and break windows with your headbutt because they're behind you (laughs) and you get uh money and uh you know from doing so these little little coins so frustrating like to try and hit something that's higher than ground level yeah because you have to time your jump perfectly which the game is all about Mm -hmm. but the headbutt has a delay yep like the the hover so you're trying to learn two different timings for like tapping a button in the middle of your jump and later, there's a mini game um, where you have to do this kind of like whack a skull. Yeah, these skulls pop up to do this, and it's so hard. Yep. Um, and you have to to get a hundred percent and uh, actually get the true ending of the game. You have to get all of them. It's fundatory. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's fundatory. I I just didn't do it. It wasn't fundatory for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did. I tried it a couple times. I just got frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> but if you head off to the right from the town, you can actually go to the first real dungeon of the game. Yeah, there's a level attached to the town. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, um, which I wouldn't have guessed. No. Um, I thought when I was going to the right, I'd leave the town and have to go to another level. Yeah. Um, and on the world map, the levels are actually marked with numbers, uh-huh. um, which like makes a sense for a time and then kind of stops making a <laughs> sense because you're going to revisit them fairly consistently. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the order that we're talking about these is just the order that like I not not even the order that I played them. I double checked against a guide to see mm-hmm. like when you could go where. So yeah, because there's a little bit of like since it's a Metroidvania, you do a little bit of backtracking to go back to areas to see if anything, you know, you just shake the tree and see what falls out. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's not always the case. Like you might you know, you'll you'll have wasted trips mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these yeah. Uh, these flooded ruins off to the side. Um, again, a nice sense of place. These are like aqueducts, which would have mm-hmm. served the town like and you're going down into the sewers and a graveyard and the catacombs. Uh, tell me if you've heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's kind of cool is once you get to the end of this, uh, flooded area and ultimately you'll be able to go underwater here mm-hmm. eventually. Um, so this is a branching path in and of itself, but at the end there is a, uh, the path literally splits. Yes. So if you head to the right, you go to this graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is filled with uh, armored ghosts, which you can't really deal with yet because you don't have the right item. Um, you have to them from behind. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. So you can deal with them, but you have to actually get behind them. Yeah. And the, I think these are a legacy enemy from ghouls and ghosts. I think these are a later enemy from that series. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then also, again, that stuff that kind of confounds your movement, these horrible corpse hands rising up yeah. from the ground. Yep. Yep. Oh, how did this get made? Yeah. yeah <laughs> yep. It's so grotesque. Um, and then you fight your first like kind of kind of challenging boss here, mm-hmm. um, Belf, who uh, is hard to say <laughs> and isn't that challenging, um, but is badass. Oh, yeah. is a, a skeleton bone guy with a huge bone scythe arm, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah. He's a little bit like, uh, like Plague Knight. Yeah. I mean, not, not Plague Knight, whatever. No, no, the... no, no. Plague Knight jumps around all the time. Yeah. A little Spe- bit like Spectre, uh... Spectre Knight. Yeah. 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 Insofar as he throws that scythe around and it makes these wide sweeping arcs that are like, I found difficult to time jumping yeah. over. Yep. And he also charges yeah. uh, from time to time. And you have to, at the end of his charge, he'll do a swipe hmm. and you have to get out of the way of that. Um, you're, you're, hmm, made me think that I'm, am I thinking of a later move? Like a later no, boss? No, no, no. So, I just, no. I remember it. It's a, it's hard. Like this was, this was an early boss in the game. I remember more of the later ones. In fact, I'm yeah. trying to look up, look up pictures of these as we're going along so I can yeah. actually make sure I'm describing the right thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. He does that too. So it's kind of just figuring out there. I mean, it's classic, like 16 bit boss battle stuff where you're just figuring out patterns and everything, Yeah, but it's, it's satisfying. And it's also, um, introduced to this kind of like, it's very difficult to fight these things without dying at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're probably going to, you know, you, it introduces this economy RPG aspect where you're going to load up on potions. Yeah. You know, I, where it's, it's that kind of thing where I'm sure it is possible to, to beat them, mm-hmm. you know, all with that, without being hurt, but like, you're not expected to. Right. So, which is good. This is like if this was a one hit game, that would be terrible. Yeah. 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 Uh, so oh, the, 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 that is the end of a split path like that doesn't get you a story um, significant item like it gets you a life extension, which, again, you have to get all of those to get the real ending. But uh, I just love the idea that there are these bosses that are for all intents and pur- uh, purposes optional. Yeah. Yeah. And like the real path, like to where you can get the actual the actual power up that you're looking for, is you have to break a break a a statue in front of a door uh, right next to the you know the the exit to the level. Yeah, which again you have to be the Earth Guardian mm-hmm. to do that. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, which is why I it. didn't see this. I was like, why would I be the Earth Guardian? Yeah, yeah. Fuck the Earth Guardian. The um, as and you get into this uh, this catacombs area, mm-hmm. um, where it has this kind of gimmick uh, where you have to keep these torches lit, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise it's dark. And uh, there are also statues right. that you have to break. So that means you're going back and forth between fire and earth forms. Yeah, and that's that. That's really the first time where that got annoying. Yeah, 
it's a bummer credit but yeah um it, you know it's it's frustrating and later they do a harder area mm-hmm. with uh i don't think it has as many statues but yeah. Uh, yeah. a much more difficult to keep the torches lit yeah area but where i think you have to switch back and forth between fire and flight yes and that's pretty tough yeah and uh, pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. I love the boss in the catacombs, though. Ovenudu. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, this is uh, like what's the uh, the Marvel versus Capcom character that's like the uh, uh, the tentacle thing with the eyes? It's not Modok. No, mm. he is. I'm gonna look it up. I almost said uh, Shubnigaroth, but that's the uh, Lovecraft thing. Hmm. Anyway, I will describe this guy. Um, you walk out across. Hmm. Is this floor like incredibly oozy? And what's that in the middle there? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, this thing starts chasing you up the chute. So you have to, uh, you have to, uh, uh, you know, keep ahead of it with your wall grabs and stuff um, until it gets up into the actual arena when it kind of breaks loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and once you get to the top, this uh, this thing makes itself, you know, this this Shumagaroth like Marvel versus Capcom beholder looking thing uh, comes up with all his little eye buddies, <laughs> his like eye children. He looks like that boss in Link to the Past. Yeah. Who is the big slime ball full of eyes. Um, but this time he's part of the platform. Mm-hmm. Like he's part of what you're working with. So on the right and left of the fight, you have solid ground in the middle. You have his goo. And if you get on it, it's like quicksand. <laughs> and if you sink low enough, you'll be hurt by him. Um, and it makes it a really cool fight. Like he mostly just throws up eyeballs. <laughs> um, but you know, you have to, that's difficult. They come at weird angles. You have to manage staying away from them and, and limiting the amount of time you spend in the middle of the arena. Yep, and uh, like like most of these bosses, the pace picks up as you go against them, um, as you as you uh, kind of make some progress, um, and uh, they change color as they go along. So you're not you know flying blind as that goes. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And eventually he gets mad and joins the fight. Yep. Um, so you still have this goo pile in the middle, but uh, you're fighting this beholder that's coming back and forth, and he shoots beams. Mm-hmm. So, um, pretty cool boss fight though, and like I like he's like an arena boss fight, like. He's part, like, you know, he is part of the uh, the place where you fight him. Yeah. And this is, again, in a sweet catacomb. Yep. So you're yep. looking out back and like you see these stalactites and the and columns in the background. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get the fire buster crust, which is just a better version of the fire. Yeah. This, this one can break blocks. So you can actually go back and start uh, busting open walls and actually access mm-hmm. the uh, the alchemist right now, too. Yeah. And you can find the, the mini game for the skull busting thing through Trio the Pago <laughs> um, is the guy. <laughs> And yeah. uh, it's it's a it's a pain, but I like those names. Trio the Pico. <laughs> Why are there, there, there's only one of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what the naming conventions are in the series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so up next, you have the forest, um, which again we're 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 progressing quite nicely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, this area has these kind of um, ramping, uh, like sets of vines mm-hmm. through here that you make your way through, and then. Um, you know, again, it's like flying creatures that are going to come at you from weird angles. Right. Yeah, yeah this is a more vertical level, um, mm-hmm. yeah. excepting the catacomb, which was also pretty vertical. So, yeah, I mean, there's a good mix for I mean, for giving you the uh, the the moves that you have. It makes sense for it to have a, a huge mix of vertical and horizontal levels. Yeah. But this has a, kind of like a bunch of different screens. Like the next one has a, you're moving a, a platform over water. Like uh, the, the makes it a little bit. And water is a it's a hazard at this point. Like if you're in there, you start losing health. Yeah, fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, once you get over that, um, this flame demon that we're going to run into, the flame lord, mm-hmm. um, actually sets the forest on fire. <laughs> yep. Um, that you're in. It's like and, Sonic uh, 3. Yeah. 
It's it's pretty cool. And there are like falling rocks. Um, you have to just kind of make your way through. And it this is the first level that taught me like a thing that's true about this game where you don't always want to be methodical. Mm-hmm. As you go through the level, in as opposed to a Castlevania or Dark Souls, um, several levels you just want to try to get through to the end as quick as you can. Right. Um, there's not. A, I mean, there's there's rewards for exploring, but like you're going to come back here when you're hardier and more powerful and have more abilities. Like sometimes, if it's dangerous, you just want to get through as quick as you can. Right. And this is a very dangerous um, level yeah. because unlike most of the other places, there are hazards which will hit you from out of nowhere. Like yes. the, the falling rocks uh, that kind of uh, drop from the tree line are very dangerous. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, afterwards, when you get to the end, you fight the uh, the thing, the creature, what set the forest on fire, the yep. flame lord. Yeah, I love this fight because he starts out like a like a wolf, like a mm-hmm. flame wolf kind of thing. And, you know, it's a pretty, pretty tough fight in that regard because, you know, he has, has these pounces uh, that, that, that he does. And actually, he will fill the screen with these fire birds. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do enough damage, actually, the flame lord himself releases his vessel and just mm-hmm. comes after you directly. Yeah. Which is a flaming skeleton skull <laughs> thing that moves in uh, zigzag patterns to this guy and drops hazards on you. Yep. And the like. This is a really good fight. Yeah. Um, and and pretty tough. Again, like I think kind of from this point on, like most of the fights are pretty tough. Yeah. Um, and this one, you know, no exception. Mm-hmm. And for your trouble, you get the tornado fire crest, uh, which is questionably useful. I never really got a lot of juice out of it, honestly. It's kind of like a Mega Man power up. Um, yeah from like two onward where you can just throw a platform yeah yep um so it's another way of traversing if it's easier for you depending on the situation um you also um and i always thought these would shoot things or would Mm -hmm. hurt things these little tornadoes but they really don't no um you can still hurt things but that's not what these things do right um yeah so you're on to the uh the towers Mm mm-hmm yeah, mm-hmm. and this was a confusing level for me actually. The uh, the 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 real ending to this is Nyon inscrutable. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so you're inside the towers and you're making this ascent, and this is uh, pretty textbook uh, like Castlevania at this point uh, with the rising and falling um, platforms and spikes. Uh, there's mm-hmm. very little safe area for you to uh, for you to cling to. Yep, you do a, a windy segment where you kind of move to the right, it's kind of like a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep in mind, you have hovering abilities, not flying abilities. So like if you get hit, um, you have to quickly hover again um, in order to, to not die. Um, and if you want to lower your, like you can't gain in height right? at this point. They... Um, you'll, you'll gain that ability soon. And there are a couple of things you can latch onto mm-hmm. here, but you're, you're, you know, it's mostly a, a trip down. Mm-hmm. They're relatively generous with like columns for you to uh, make your way to the top of and kind of reset your height. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like updrafts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the apparent boss of this section is the flyer, which is a really fun fight. This is kind of like a bendy dragonfly. I think it's um, very scary to me. Like it's weird <laughs> human face. Yep. I think is very, very spooky. Um, yeah. Like this is obviously a very uh, contorted, you know, it looks like uh, the Veronica beast from uh, Code Veronica. Oh, yeah. Or the Alexia, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is, uh, it's it's a very wide arena that you're fighting this thing in. It um, has to be. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah. this guy does, like, these big swoops. Uh, again, swoop is the uh, is the operative verb <laughs> in yeah. this game. Uh, but uh, he kind of makes a, a little platform when he doubles back on himself. Yeah. yeah. And does these kind of, like, increasing concentric circles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, you can only hit him in, in the face and you want to do so. Um, a pro tip that I read online after I fought this guy a million times is that he's uh, the only boss that's susceptible to the death spell, which is the big clear the screen spell. Mm-hmm. So that will do an unreasonable amount of damage to him. Oh. Which is useful because you fight this guy multiple times. Um, so it's useful to have that ability. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, because like even when you encounter him later, no matter how powered up you are, he does t- tend to stay stay a little bit of a, a pain. Yeah, he's going to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you uh, after you uh, take this guy out, you get the fire crust claw, mm-hmm. which allows you to climb up walls, um, not just grip onto them. Yeah. Which can be useful for certain uh, vertical kind of scrolling points. Yeah. It, it works in a weird way because like you actually fire a projectile that makes a climbable um, Yeah. Spot. Yeah, it's it's not very intuitive, actually. Yeah, but there's a couple like specifically just like you're climbing a tower sections mm-hmm. where I use this. Yeah. Um, again, like you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, like the the verbs that you get from the beginning of the game <laughs> will get you through the game. Yeah, um, which is pretty neat. Uh, but there are all these little ease of use things, and then they also sometimes they have damage uh, considerations that maybe you you know are or are not apparent. Mm. You know, so like some some different forms and different crests will do more damage. Yeah. Um, so the actual way to get the, uh, the, like the next crest is I, I, I'm convinced that it is actually an homage to Simon's quest. Yeah. Because, yeah. because again, right before the last screen on the boss, uh, you know, like where you would otherwise fight the flyer, there is a tornado, um, just kind of like hanging out below a platform and you have to jump into it and it takes you to a different section of the platform or yeah. of the tower. Yeah. Which is which is Simon's questy as shit, <laughs> and specifically that the tornado thing that you summon mm-hmm. to uh, to get you past the wall, um, and here you do this Battletoads tower, like this this rotating tower with platforms that kind of come through, mm-hmm. um, you know, mode seventy <laughs> and everything um, in order to get up to the uh, the top. You can find another talisman here. Yeah, oh, it's useful. It's the the wealth talisman, which like the economy of this game is fairly tight. Like I was never drowning in money. Yeah, um, you know I always had about enough money to buy some some healing potions yeah um and then would gain enough money from doing a level to get some more there's a little bit of a pressure release valve too and that if you equip this crown talisman and go and bust every window um oh yeah or destroy all the all the uh um the statues in the uh and, and pots in the town you'll get mm-hmm. enough to like buy uh however many potions you need so yeah it, it becomes kind of like less of a an economy and more of a here's some chores that you need to do before he will give you a potion well, you can, yeah, you can farm for it. Well, yeah. Like, I never ended up doing it, but, like, it ends up becoming, like, if you want to, you can refill it like an Estus flask. I just like the idea of an alchemist who hates pots. Yeah. <laughs> These yeah. dastardly pots have shown up again. Yeah, yeah but if you, if you riot in the town, you're rewarded for it. Yeah. So. But, like uh, a, yeah. yeah, but this uh, this is kind of a, it's cool. It's like an organic side to the tower a little bit. Like, there are vines and stuff all over the place and you're actually inside and outside in these updrafts that are carrying you up upwards. Um, mm-hmm. and you eventually get to uh, you, a rematch with general Arma. Yeah. Yeah. And he is, uh, he's green and he can throw a tornado now as well, mm-hmm. which it, he starts like kind of like mirroring your abilities, but only to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like when I first saw him, because I had the tornado ability, I was like, Oh, he's doing cooler things with my shit than I am. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to learn to do that. Yeah. Uh, not the case. What it is is he throws a, a tornado that is similar to the uh, the Storm Eagle tornado from Grand mm-hmm. X, um, and if you get caught in it, you rise to the the top right. of it, um, which you can do to dodge him actually. Yeah. In this fight, in the la- the later fight where he uses this ability, he's more savvy about it. Mm-hmm. But here it can actually be very useful. Right. Yeah, but he's trying to uh, to immobilize you. Yep. 
so he can set up a set up a good hit. Yeah, this continues to be pretty easy actually. Like Arma never until that last fight is uh, is never that much of a a challenge. Yeah, Arma's Arma's never hard. I think the Flame Lord and the uh, uh, the guy the guy after the flyer are both pretty tough. Yeah, but Arma's still really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, Arma gets you the Crest of Air, which lets you become a gargoyle. Yeah, right. uh, I, yes, a dot gargoyle like <laughs> yeah. Aaron Gargoyle, um, like. Um, which lets you soar higher into the air, which was not intuitive to me, actually, because <laughs> you the way it works is you just like you can you press a button to fly, mm-hmm. but it doesn't it's not fly vertical or anything like that. Just you fly up mm-hmm. and then you can uh, stop hovering, rehover and then keep doing it. Right. So it, it takes a little while to get used to. Mm-hmm. So you end up having unlimited vertical clearance, but you're still not flying like, you know, just moving around. Yeah, it's not, you're, you know, you don't have the uh, the cape in Mario. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that. Mm-hmm. Um, this ends up being essential. Like this is the first thing, like I feel like, I mean, I still think you'd probably be able to get through it without this, but I more or less use this a lot, mm-hmm. um, in any area. And I use it to actually bypass a lot of the backtracking areas. Yeah. We get to the top of the level and just fly through. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a perfectly valid way to do it. Like yeah. that's, that's what I ended up doing as well. Yeah. It takes yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure off and mm-hmm. a lot of the pain on this backtracking. Yeah. Um, but a pretty, pretty useful crest. Um, Except the so, areas that come after this are entire like it, like they thwart this a little bit. Well, it depends. It depends on what area you do them in, though. Like, this is the area we have them in the guide, but I don't remember if I went here next or if I went to the uh, the snow area right. next. Um, but if you can, if you like, you can go to Atlantis, mm-hmm. uh, Atlant not Atlantis. Um, <laughs> at, at, that's like the the separatist group <laughs> in in the, the new Atlantis front. <laughs> Yep. Um, sink it further. Sink it further. Yeah. <laughs> they call um, them Corys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you go to Atlantis because we can. Do, we've mastered the air, but now we want to be able to go underwater. Yes. And uh, I like the idea that there is just a surface to Atlantis, uh, which is this kind of like a Sonic Two marble zone kind of thing, uh, submerged yeah. in water. Um, again, like you are not invulnerable to water. Like falling into this is going to be a big deal. Hmm. Yeah, but you um you make your way uh make your way through here, kind of destroying statues, um making your way further along until you eventually get to the first boss of this area, um which I fucking love, <laughs> um the crawler mm-hmm. who is just like a big like this is a this is a Dark Souls boss like this mm-hmm. is a big goopy pile of flesh and veins and shit <laughs> who chases you through a tunnel like yeah. like until you get to the uh to the actual arena um, yeah and he 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 fights you from the left which I always he, like. He flings like little guys at you. Mm-hmm. These little like scary hunchback creatures. Yeah, they're little old boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they grow like they start out as little like pupil version, <laughs> and grow into little crawling monsters. It says Benjamin's button at you. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Like this thing is great. Mm-hmm. It's so gross and spooky and awesome. Like yeah, like in a weird way, this fulfills that like that that Castlevania promise when like you're young and you're like, oh, this game isn't about like fun mushrooms and. And cool turtles like this game is about, you know, Dracula's and Frankenstein's and shit. <laughs> and then this game is like, I mean, this came way later and Castlevania had stepped up their their horror game as well. But like, you know, for the 16 bit era, like I think that the bosses in this game are probably like the most grotesque and badass mm-hmm. looking of SNES era bosses, yeah. excepting perhaps some like 
Final like, Fantasy four bosses. Yeah, yeah. Like Z- Zeromus is pretty, pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, like and pretty uh, awesome cosmic tumor. Yeah, obviously accepting Gigas too. Like Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Gigas is, is the king. <laughs> but the uh these are things that they, I mean it's weird though, because Giza Gigas is like cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. This is like like dirty, like ground level. Yeah. Or like this is like John Carpenter. Yeah, this is goopy. This is goopy horror. Yeah. 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 But uh man, just like even the colors, I had tr- I had trouble pinning down exactly what this was. Yeah. 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 And like, the... he reads as like this big dangerous thing to stay away from. Mm-hmm. But it is hard to kind of articulate his individual arms and, and legs and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, he's got this eye that he exposes. Like, of the bosses we've fought so far, he is the best at kind of managing when he's vulnerable to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he does a good job of, like, making large portions of the arena dangerous while remaining invulnerable himself. Yeah. Yeah. And in addition to throwing things at you, he also will pound the ground and make debris fall mm-hmm. from the sky. Yeah. So. Pretty great. Yep. And uh, for beating him, you get the uh, the water crest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which lets you morph into uh, the tidal gargoyle and swim beneath the waves. Yeah. Which uh, which now all those areas that you passed that were water logged, mm-hmm. you can now go back to and get a bunch of power ups. Yeah. This is a this is a huge backtrack moment. Yep. Um, which, you know, you should do because you're going to be more powerful, especially health. Mm-hmm. ups that you can find like they make a big difference in this game they really do um you know and there are a lot of them it's it is a like a zelda level of extra heart containers you can get you don't start out you start with more than three but you can get tons of them yeah i don't know what the exact i can't remember what the exact number is what it's like 14 i think yeah like mm-hmm. it, it makes a huge difference yeah. and then when you start getting things that ameliorate damage in general or yeah. in addition to that like <laughs> you're like quadrupling your health yeah, it's very, very important to do so. Mm-hmm. But after you've done your backtracking, we can now go uh, under Atlantis. We can go in the water area, that first area. Yes, and this is pretty cool because it's an underwater spike maze um, mm-hmm. as you're going through. And um, really, that's about it. <laughs> there's, well, you fight the, those little mermen. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the mermen. The, yeah, those little mermen with the little crossbow mm-hmm. thing that they shoot. Those things are goofy. Yeah. No, oh. And there's nothing to them. They're just goofy. Yep. Yeah. Um, because, uh, and, and the big thing is eventually you get to, uh, Holothurian. Um, <laughs> it's a, like a Greek name. Yeah. yeah. Holothurian. I wonder, I wonder what that, uh, what that translates to actually. Yeah. I don't know. Probably something. Cause he's from Atlantis. So it makes sense for it to be a Greek name of some kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's actually uh, another name for a sea cucumber. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah so he's, a, he's like a sea cucumber that lives in like a gross snail shell. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those like long spindly ones. Yeah. 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 With all these little like. Uh, your holes that spit out goop and Ugh. and and such and toxic bubbles <laughs> yep. like again and he's huge too like this is a great mm-hmm. boss like as far as design goes mm-hmm. and his big trick is he never actually directly tries to hurt you he just sucks and blows you back and forth like manipulates the currents to try to run you into the hazards that he's constantly spitting out through his mm-hmm. shell yeah, and I always get the idea, or like not always, like every time I revisit <laughs> Holothurian. But like I got the idea of like maybe this is just toxic shit that he spits out all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like waste product stuff, and that like that is his one defense is just trying to get you to, you know, literally like fly into his shit. I'm not all the time. I'm not sure if this is how sea cu- 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 cucumbers eat, but a bunch of those, uh, a bunch of those deep sea, you know, uh, invertebrates they eat by spewing out as at like you know digestive juices on stuff and then like getting whatever goopy remains are left so oh, this yeah. is actually him i think trying to digest you thank god that we don't eat like that 
Can you imagine like if you, if like when, you know, tomorrow, like you, so here's the thing, like you get, you get some kind of desire that you've always wanted, okay. like, but you wish on a monkey's paw. And in addition to getting like whatever it is you wanted, you now eat like a fly. Yeah. You know, that would be, that'd be pretty rough. But yeah. That sucks because like eating is a social thing. Oh yeah. yeah. And like a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Like just like, Oh, I'm so honored to, to try, yeah. <laughs> try this, this food you made me exchange family. Allow me to vomit <laughs> on it. And then eat the slurry what remained. <laughs> like, I've had to mentally remove tw- taste from the equation because whatever malevolent God has forced this upon me would not do me that courtesy. No, <laughs> no. Would, honestly, what I would do in this situation is I would probably like make my my like burger slurry or my salad slurry or whatever, <laughs> and then take that slurry and add it to like a shake. Oh, but- like I'd have to add that to like a protein shake. But doesn't that doesn't that break the rules though? Wouldn't you also also have to vomit on the shake and then drink that? I assume you can drink. Okay. Because it's not like it's not like a fly. Like they, I think they drink water. I don't think they vomit into water to digest it. Okay. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't <laughs> actually know. Yeah. Um. Huh. Man, this yeah. is hellish. Yeah. What kind of second edition D and D wish we've cast? <laughs> like, um, yeah, this is gross. We'll oh, stop like, that. Yeah, oh man, there there was something like in the Monster Manual three or whatever for third edition. Like, I got some kind of like second rate Monster Manual about this crazy water ooze that its biggest thing was if it touched you, you had to roll this crazy high fortitude save, or else it would turn you into one of them, and you had you mm. would have to live your days out in the cave with it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I remember reading that, reading that and thinking, I'm not comfortable with this. This, I, that, that is unsettling to me. Yeah, uh, I'll issue a challenge to people who, who are out there who are listening to this who don't like D and D or don't play it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you like cool shit and video games and the like, like you owe it to yourself to pick up a monster manual and flip through it. Oh yeah, like that is some of the best time you can have with like, like a, it's some of the best time you can have with a book. <laughs> like in general, like all the world, not not the best. I'm not saying like this fucking trumps literature. <laughs> I'm just saying that like if you're gonna sit down with a book. Like it is a good time to flip through a monster manual. Like it is just like, ne- like neat encyclopedic entries on these just creatures and shit. <laughs> and like, there's re- they're really imaginative, man. Like it's like the longest running, you know, fantasy property. Um, it is just there. There's, I mean, I guess Lord of the Rings is longer running because they kind of revised it, but there's still not, there's not new shit being done for Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is, uh, it is, it is so long running that there's just so many different things. Yeah in it like if they put out like a a, like a coffee table sized book that was like literally like the monster manual compendium Mm -hmm. and it was every monster manual oh god that ever was like that would be something i would spend north of a 100 bucks on easy (laughs) or more that would have to be like your coffee table (laughs) i would that would be an amazing coffee table yeah yeah no 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 disagreements here like it's been a long time since i played D &D in earnest but i still i still occasionally flip through uh, my monster manuals it, it's amazing i know you don't do this but for people who do it is amazing toilet reading because <laughs> it is it is uh bite customized yeah it's so bite-sized like it's customizable to the amount that you want and just like just inspiring <laughs> <laughs> like i love that shit what are you doing i'm evacuating my bowels and thinking of new monsters yeah i'm just i'm just reading up on modron hierarchy while shitting. <laughs> uh, don't mind me <laughs> in fact please leave yeah. yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> I didn't invite what you. What am in. I doing? Um, <laughs> Who are you to cast stones? Yeah. What does it fucking look like? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Title caverns. Mm-hmm. Title caverns. These are actually beneath the forest. 
Yes. So it's another water area you can backtrack to, but not just for power-ups, for actual level content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this is pretty cool because uh, the water level rises and falls. So they're kind of like, th- th- this is also kind of cool because there are multiple ways into this. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, uh, depending on where you dip into it in the forest, you come out in a different place, but there's this tunnel area where the water level, um, again, rises and falls and you have to, uh, kind of switch between the tidal gargoyle and the air gargoyle, yeah. um, to, to, to navigate it efficiently. Yeah. And again, it doesn't, it's still annoying to go in the menu. We won't mm-hmm. keep harping on that, but it's neat that they're actually make you consider your abilities Yeah, and kind of, uh, exploring the ways that they can interact. And this is a very clever way to like, how do we get the air and water one to react? Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, like once you get through this, you fight one of my favorite designs of the game oh as well. Oh my gosh, yeah. so good. Uh, the, the Skula, <laughs> which is oh, this fucking thing. Yeah. Um, so it's like an eye covered mantis crab kind of looking thing. Yes. It's some kind of crustacean covered mm-hmm. in eyeballs that throws its head. Like it's two crustaceans <laughs> or it just throws its head. It looks like there's that He-Man toy that's like the red ant creature mm. that was modular. Um, that might be... I mean, it's definitely before your time. Um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, though, but there's a He-Man bad guy that was like the big pre-order bonus thing. And it was an ant, essentially, but you made it however you wanted. All of its legs and various torsos and hips and stuff were all individual pieces. Oh, wow. So you can make it like there are all kinds of different configurations. You can make it a spider thing Mm -hmm. or a giant ant or a centipede or just a guy. It was very cool. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what this thing reminds me of. Yeah. And just the fact that it's like every surface is covered with eyes makes it so unsettling. Like this is the week of eyes on Duckfeed, actually. Yeah. And that which I, I will take. Um, <laughs> I, I love eyes. Um, yeah, this thing is great. Yeah. Um, and it's not that like tough of a fight. You he's, know, like you want to nimble. Kinda, like he's nimble. Like he's tough. He doesn't do that much damage. There's something about him that made me think like, oh, this guy isn't too bad. And the other thing is that once you kill the body, um, the head just kind of like scuttles away from you mm-hmm. and is all pathetic. Like it, it, it still tries to fight you, but it's so easy. Yeah. And, and it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Sad. <laughs> little guy. Like, poor little skula. Skula <laughs> junior. Poor, poor little eye brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The crustacean eye brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love this. I love this boss fight. I love the way this thing is designed. Again, entirely optional. Yeah. 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 You want to do this stuff. Oh yeah. But it is, it is optional. Uh, yeah. And so after this, kind of like the last big place that we haven't gone yet is, uh, is the mountaintop, right? Yeah. And, and to be noted, it should be noted that like this area is harder than later areas. And this one actually isn't open from the beginning. This game is nonlinear, but some things do open as you make progress. Right. And this mountain is one of those things. It makes sense for this not to be here until you have the, uh, the, the, um, air crest actually. Yeah. Cause you really can't do anything until you get there. So this is a big ice level. Yeah. Um, full of like, these kind of icy, slidey slopes, you know, so you want to stay in the air and then spiked walls that you can't really grab onto. Right. That just kind of confound your normal strategy of trying to jump up a wall. Like you will hit spikes and then drop back down. So you have to go up. And this also has kind of the highest concentration of um, aerial enemies in an outdoor zone. In the game. Yeah. Spe- specifically, like we've mentioned these aerial enemies before without talking about what they are. Um, they're skeleton dragons <laughs> um, who do these awesome like banking swoops. Yeah. Like they, they will try to, uh, uh, you know, try to hit you. And if they miss, they'll actually bank around mm-hmm. the other way, which is great. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, another cool detail about this, um, is that instead of having spikes, there are big pits of discarded bones 
Yeah. Uh, where where the rib cages uh stick up like spikes. You you already answered my question. So Yeah, it is it's all metal. The answer to all this shit is metal. <laughs> um super cool. Eventually when you get to the end, you get to Griwan or Gruen, um, who I think is a very tough boss. Yeah. Um this is a like an ice wolf. I, I had to come back here later, actually, because I yeah. could not beat him without having the uh the time crest. Yeah. He's really hard. Yeah. Like, um, the kind of, at this point, the idea behind him, like, if you want to fight him here, is that uh, he has little vertical uh, ability. Mm-hmm. So you can get up on the wall and kind of hide from him and then take little pot shots. Yeah. Um, so wait for him to turn his back for a second, jump down and hit him. But he moves really quickly. Yeah. yeah. And he's also invulnerable after you hit him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't... Uh, so the way this game works is that the uh, it's of the, the school of uh, platformer design where the amount of bullets you can have on the screen... <laughs> limit your rate of fire. Right. So if you're close to something, you can tap shoot. Mm-hmm. If you're further away, you can't. Right. Um, and you can never get to the point where you, you never want to be close enough to this guy enough to tap shoot. And he turns invulnerable anyway. Right. So you, you're taking your damage like bit by bit mm-hmm. from this guy. And if you're on, you know, if, if you're at ground level, like we're talking about how quick he is, like he will hit the edge of the screen and then kind of like double jump off of it. So yeah. that, you know, there, there's no kind of, okay, he's stunned that I'm going to jump over him. Like he just keeps moving left and right and left and right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Super tough. Yeah. So it definitely is good to have either the talisman that uh, reduces the damage you take or uh, the crest that you're going to get in this kind of really well hidden area. Yeah. 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 Which is, it's, it's definitely worth uh, seeking out. Oh yeah. This crest. Once you eventually come back and beat this guy, you get the demon fire crest, which is your most powerful fire breath. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the ice palace, you have to get this by kind of like doing an intentional, I'm, I, I'm seeking the limits of what this game will let me do. Okay? Mm-hmm. Cause in the mountain zone, like it just wide open sky above you. Uh, so if you just fly up and then all the way to the right, there's this entrance to a cool secret place. Yeah. The ice palace, mm. um, which I really, really like. Um, you wouldn't expect this to be here. Um, and this is an all kind of vertical level yeah. with, uh, with icy floors. And uh, you get to the top, um, you know, there's two doors. One of them has a power up, health power up, I want to say. Mm-hmm. The other one, you kind of continue through and you get to an ice bridge <laughs> um, with another, you know, another like you're doing a lot. You fight the flyer again. Yeah. That centipede made of bones. <laughs> uh, and then and then the final dark section, which this is a, a pain in the dick. Yeah. Yeah. And this is specifically where um, we mentioned you have to change mid jump between yeah. flying, fly, flying and uh and what i ended up doing was actually memorizing <laughs> where i needed to go um uh so i so i wouldn't really have to worry about hitting that the thing about this though is this has those corpse hands that will grab you and uh kind of ground you uh from the uh from the graveyard as well right, which are a huge pain in the ass in the dark you can't just power through you always have to have you you always want to have your lanterns lit yeah but that's a pain in the ass to do because you have to switch back to fire to do it mm-hmm. and also they don't stay lit for very long right so there's a really tricky area. Eventually, you get to your final meeting with Arma, you know, your your uh, your proto-man <laughs> character for this game. Yeah. And now he is tough all of a sudden. Yeah. This is, uh, this is a, g- a gigantic arena. He's far more mobile now. Mm-hmm. And um, he still has his whirlwind attack, but he's added this kind of big wheel of energy to his uh, to his repertoire. And and the trick with that is, is it does tons of fucking damage. <laughs> yep. Like, he figured uh, it out. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's like, oh, you're weak against this. Um, so you have, I mean, you really want to be using the crest that reduces your damage. Um, but the, if you don't have that, I don't know how you're doing it. Right. Really. Yeah. So super, super tough fight. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, he he dies with honor. Like when you defeat him, like he is not, you know, petulant. He in fact gives you his uh, his crest, the time crest, which uh, makes you into the ultimate uh, gargoyle. Actually, no, the ultimate gargoyle comes later. But uh, yeah, you have this skin is... like iron, uh, which reduces damage. Yeah, it, it's probably the most ultimate gargoyle that a lot of people get to. <laughs> Noah's Noah's a thing. Yeah, yeah, um, the time gargoyle. Yes, and uh, so this is this is, a, this is a good gargoyle. Yeah, that's a good gargoyle. <laughs> it's a it's a very good uh, combat. Um, yeah, form to take. Yeah. yeah. Um. So now, if you you know if you're you're anything like us, you go back and you fight, you mm-hmm. know, Gowan or Growin. Yeah. And uh, but then once that's done, it has opened up the uh, the Phalanx's tower. Yeah. And you can go here, and it should be noted you can go here way earlier than this. Yes. Like we just did all that shit to power up. Mm-hmm. You can actually go and fight the M boss. I don't think it's open right from the beginning. It's open very early though. Right. Um, which was crazy to me. Like the first <laughs> time I did that as a kid and then also I'm playing it now because I don't remember it very much from when I played it was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you can go here way early and it, it's just like you fight the boss. Right. And if you can beat him, like they have an ending for you. They do. It's not a good ending. In fact, it's the worst yeah. ending. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, it's still doable, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so all of the stuff we've been doing, like we keep saying, oh, this is kind of weird. It's kind of optional. In fact, like it's all been optional almost. Yeah, pretty much. Like it's very cool. It's like crackdown. Oh yeah. In that respect, except you're powering yourself up rather than depowering the the crime lords. Yeah. But like you can just go fight him whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the level in front of him is pretty tough, right? Like if you go and fight him right away, you're going to be fighting a lot of these bosses for the first time. Yeah. You know, which yeah. which ends up being a little bit of a bummer because this is a classic Capcom, you know, <laughs> yeah, a classic Capcom boss rush, boss rush. I was trying to figure out a way to work the boss rush into another K sound, but, you know, time yeah. fools of us all. It's, it's quite all right. The um, uh, this area is like civilized, you know, it is like <laughs> this weird uh, um, cathedral. Yeah. And there are these stained glass in the background with these weird gestures <laughs> or gestures, gestures, <laughs> this weird stained glass keeps making these weird gestures towards me. <laughs> Um, break me, big boy. Is it hard? <laughs> Gary, I think you were playing the final boss of Star Fox again. Some glass, blow me. <laughs> um, oh my yeah. God. I'm sure that there's like some like really sassy glass blower yeah. <laughs> who has that t-shirt. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, kind of the best. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So these Harlequins burst through that, which is super like that caught me off guard. And these are tough. Like those are yeah. almost mini bosses in and of themselves. Yeah. Especially um, when they fight you under these gremlin crossbow chandeliers. I love those things. <laughs> Me too. Those things are ridiculous. They look like they're from Labyrinth. Yeah. Like the kind of weird little goblin powered machinery. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the end of Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. So you're fighting these Harlequins, um, which are also, uh, they're reminiscent of a ghost and goblins enemy as well. Mm-hmm. I think these are a legacy creature. Um, but eventually, um, you make your way up to another hippogriff in front of a gigantic organ. So you're definitely in some kind of cathedral Yeah. here yeah. and, uh, make your way up a tower. This is, uh, an area where I fucking booked it, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I had some health potions. I'm just like, I just want to get to the end with some health potions Yeah. in tow. That's all I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get to the towers, you can actually ring the bells with your headbutt and power ups fall out of them eventually. Oh, I didn't Which, realize. I thought it was just a cool thing you could do. They actually drop stuff. Yeah. If you wait, a, if you wait a little while, things pop out of them. Oh, wow. Like, not like you don't have to just wait, wait for you don't have to keep doing it or wait forever. It's just after it's done ringing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is a full like a fills your health and one of them is an actual health up. OK. Huh. So that must be that must. Yeah, I, I can't believe they hit that that well. Yeah. Huh. Super. Hit. 
Yeah. Uh, if you head out uh, of this tower, there's an awesome, uh, you're like uh, running along the roof of the cathedral with these mm-hmm. crazy uh, spiky like uh, spires and stuff. Very cool. Yeah. And eventually you get uh, a field of bleeding iron maidens. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. At some point, like, I mean, it's it's all delightful. So I never got sick of it. But it like it is relentless. Yeah. Like, it, is, it is like a, a, a drawn in the margins of homework <laughs> of a young metalhead. Relentless. Yeah. Drawn in white out on the on, on their black trapper keeper. Yep. Yeah. Man, oh, why man. wouldn't you? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and at the end of that, you have to fight Gruon. Like, I can't imagine fighting a Gruon, like, right out the gate. So, like, that is a huge wall. Yeah, <laughs> even if you manage to, like, somehow make your way past all this shit. Yeah. And that is the last thing standing before Phalanx himself. Yes. Which is the actual, you know... And he is, like, another demon. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, he looks like... Starts off, like, you know, just like a demon as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and you, you fight him, but he's a multi-form boss because of course he is. Yeah. Because he's the last boss. Right. Yeah. Um, at the start, it's pretty normal, right? Like he has these spiky, uh, skull columns that come up, uh, defined the arena and he is, uh, flying around and shooting these, uh, exploding balls. Right. Yeah. Um, which are, you know, making large portions of the screen dangerous to you. Yes. Um, and eventually, um, he starts doing goofy shit that will interfere with your elemental abilities or make you use them. Mm-hmm. So at stage two, uh, he activates the Heaven Crest, which he has, which fills the arena with water. Mm-hmm. Man, that makes sense. Um, so the uh, you go back and forth between if you're water, then he the currents won't affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're air, when the water drains, the wind won't affect you. Right. So you're supposed to be switching between water and air, and neither of those are your most damaging gargoyle form right at this point so it is it's kind of uh, uh hobbling you in two different ways right it's putting you at a disadvantage it's another uh movement to worry about and also you can't do as much damage yep 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 and then after that uh phase is over he uh drains the water and starts throwing these black holes which you have to switch to the earth crest to not be sucked into yes yep and yeah and that's him if you didn't do a bunch of extra stuff <laughs> so like he can he can change form but you have to get here with all the items and all the crests right. and i had all the crests but not all the items right um just because so. like even the talismans like the, the last talisman the one that boosts your damage it's really well hidden in like the last screen of, yeah. of that and in fact i knew it was there because i checked out a guy and i was like okay well i want to get, get all the talismans at least and uh and yeah like if you go into the arena you can't go back so it is yep. the, like this is hidden with a capital H. Like this seems to be designed around the password to get the ending being printed in tips and tricks. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so the bad ending you get if you show up with, without all the crest, without all the items. Um, Phalanx summons the the heaven crest, but it consumes him. He's not, you know, not worthy. <laughs> uh, he's not chosen. And you go to the demon realm to rest, but unfortunately, uh, due to the prophecy, you can no longer rule. So the realms fall into chaos and uh, everyone wishes that the, the Dark Lord was in charge <laughs> instead because it's hell. Yep. Um, that's your bad ending for doing the hardest thing I can imagine anyone doing in a video game and just going <laughs> yeah. to the boss and fighting him from the beginning. Yep. I, I like shit that. On. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Play, play our game. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have all of the crests but not all of the items... Um, yeah, mm-hmm. everything kind of goes nuts and he sinks, he sinks the tower 
and he seals himself away in the crest, uh, you know, in the crest of heaven forever rather than face you. Right. And so, yes. you know, Firebrand, in order to, uh, you know, kind of maintain his power, he hides all the crests. Um, and he thinks that maybe someday someone new will come along and uh, victory, victory will be his. Again, he is bound by this prophecy. Um, and we are, you know, we, we are treated to the final scene, which is uh, the crest falling from the sky. And we see phalanx in the crest like it's the phantom zone. <laughs> yes. Yep. And and uh, but if you if you do actually get all the crest and all the items, um, he summons ultimate power. Mm-hmm. And uh, transforms into a gigantic dragon demon thing, which is reminiscent a little bit of Alien. Yeah. Like the Alien from Aliens as well. Um, and they're kind of like lava on the ground, these platforms that move. And he shoots these spark balls at you. Yeah. Um, it's a very tricky, challenging kind of uh, platforming. Yeah. You know, and hovering challenge. It's it's like a shmup level a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's like a, sh- yeah. it's a, it's a platforming shmup. Yep. Yeah. Um, if you have... All the stuff <laughs> like it, you did all that stuff. You beat him and you. Uh, so after that point, um, he, you know, he's about to summon the infinity crest. And you defeat him and take control. And uh, you decide, you know, am I going to use my power to reign? But instead you go elsewhere like you Ryu it up and go <laughs> off and, and, and instead you're know, looking for a new challenge. You throw all your crust off the off the, the cliff. Uh, but the credits roll, it shows it's like a boss roll. It shows all the levels you've you've done and the the gargoyles you can turn into, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. At the end of the credit, there's you wait like two minutes, something like and a that. Password appears. Yeah, yep. it's unreasonable. <laughs> um, but if you do that, then eventually you get this password you can put in to go fight the dark demon, right? Who I guess is supposed to be the demon that's uh, menacing Earth or the human realm. Maybe is, um, I, I read it as what whatever was inside the Infinity Crest, maybe. I read something where it was supposed to be he was menacing the human realm. Okay. But I don't know where I, I read that. Hmm. I know that, like, you're supposed to, since you're supposed to get the, the stewardship over all the realms. Oh, yeah. Um, I assume that, like, this is the boss that actually gets you the human realm. So this is the ultimate, oh. you know? Um, yeah. Oh, like, oh, you're, you're like, like, maybe he's ruling and you have to depose him. Yeah, that's why. I, I mean, I'm filling in a lot of blanks, but that's yeah. what I thought. That makes sense. Um, I've only watched this guy on YouTube. Holy um, God. Yeah. This is, this is too hard. <laughs> Uh, for me um he's badass yeah like you know i love uh bones that like skeletons and like obviously living creatures that are like sculpted out of bones in ways that like bones are not yep like uh one of his forms looks a little bit like a bone chandelier Mm -hmm. a bone uh, which is very very yeah was super cool i i can dig that yeah yeah and uh he's pretty big it's it's a crazy arena like it's it's very vertical so that is helped and aided by the fact that when you enter that passcode, you come back as the ultimate demon. You actually have the heaven crest uh, with you. Yeah. You, you combine all of your powers with that. So yeah. you're no longer switching back and forth. It's putting you in the best possible position. Like you are as powered up as you possibly can be. And yet this guy remains unreasonably difficult. And it's kind of frustrating that, uh, that power you can never use it to explore because you have to have gotten all the items to even, Right. to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can help you with this final boss. But that's all it can help you with. Right. You know, so um, that's, that's, you know, a mild, mild frustration. But it's, again, it doesn't really matter because like I was pretty happy with my ending <laughs> and I was just like, okay, yeah, that's good. enough. that's good enough ending for me. It's even a little bit, it's, it's a little bit of a missed opportunity too, because the level that precedes this guy is like dead simple. Like it's like two screens. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the okay. le- so so that that I think is disappointing. I would have liked to have played like not really you know like a super hard level. Like don't give me the the hell level of cave story or whatever. But no. you, you know, give me like a way to you know take advantage of this power that isn't that isn't immediately being you know just destroyed by this boss yeah it would have been it would have been fun you know to kind of move around oh well but sadly no um instead you know you get this uh this final ending the very best ending which mm-hmm. phalanx wonders if he'll ever again meet another worthy foe <laughs> like there is this sense of them trying to do this you know like what I it's it, there's a little bit of weirdness that these demons are all worrying about worthy foes and the like. <laughs> like it doesn't the rest of the game just seems like balls to the wall metal. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's Demon's Crest. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I didn't ask you this. Normally when you have experience with a game and I don't, I ask you like how you first got like acquainted with this. Like, did you play this when you were young? Yeah, I played this uh, with my, my Super Nintendo and contemporaneously picked it up from the used game store. That was by my house. That was run by the, the creepo who used to hit on my mom and told me that the, you know, all the, the people who died from trains in my town were uh, assassinations from hired crackheads. <laughs> I told you about that. <laughs> yes, you um, <laughs> I forgot the, uh, about it, but yes, you have yeah. told me about it. Ed was his name. Hmm. Um, but uh, I bought this from, from there for mm-hmm. like a reasonable price because I liked the Game Boy versions. Mm-hmm. Um, even though at this point, I don't think I had my Game Boy anymore. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, cool. Like this looks like that and bought it and played it and never got very far. Um, I was too, like I was patient, but too stupid, mm. you know, it's like too young and I couldn't look up things. Oh, yeah. I didn't have the resources for it. So I just kind of like, explored levels and got to things and then kept bouncing off the emboss yeah. um, when I played it. But I never got anywhere approaching, you know, the super emboss or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, I always had a lot of affection for it. And then when they put out the uh, pre, you know, they're not actual prequels, but the earlier games in the series on uh, 3DS, I've been picking them up Yeah. Uh, whenever they come out. Because even the first one, which is more primitive, is still a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it still has kind of those RPG elements, except they look like an overhead. RPG, but you still go into towns and talk to people, hmm. and uh, you have a limited amount of hover, so it's a little bit more about traversing the areas. The levels are a little bit more puzzly mm-hmm. in that respect. Um, but yeah, I've always I've just been a fan of the series for a long time. Yeah. So did this one hold yeah. up, like to to you know your memory of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think I think it's really good. This is like an underappreciated SNES game. Like people don't bring this up. Um, with that, and it is. It's not you know, Castlevania four or Mega Man X, it's not quite as good as those games. Um, it's a, but it, it's a really interesting and really beautiful, um, beautiful in its own way. Like it's not, yeah. you know, meant to be beautiful, but very like amazing sprite work and charmingly, you know, badass yeah. uh, designs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and still fun to play. Like this game's really good. Yeah. I like yeah. it a lot. My, like my only complaints about this are like some polish and like ease of use stuff, but that doesn't matter you know, in the grand scheme of things like this is a, just a wonderful presentation and incredibly fun. Like I, I feel like this had tremendous, like a tremendous ratio of level to boss. And I was staggered yeah. at the variety. Like even, even though it repeats itself a couple of times, like, you know, just listen to that episode and hear us gush about every new design. That wasn't just, um, you know, another gargoyle enemy you were fighting. Like the, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the amount of inventiveness on display here, both in what it's asking you to do and what it's putting in front of you, I think is, 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 uh, is just tremendous. Yeah. And the, the switching back and forth, it reminds me of how like, in Mega Man X or in other in, in Mega Man games, mm-hmm. you know, made by the same company, 
obviously. Um, you don't run into this until the very end when you have to start using your, like, either your rush powers in conjunction yeah. or switching back and forth, like, certain key items, like, your you know, your crash bombs to get through barriers and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, this is a Capcom thing. Yeah. It's just with this game, with the open structure, you, you're just more liable to run into it sooner. Mm-hmm. And it's never been great, but it's like, I don't think it, it, it tanks the game. No, no, like it, not. it is frustrating. And it's not like, I don't want people who are listening to it to think like, oh, it's an entire game. That's the water temple from Ocarina of Time. No, like it's not, you know, it, like the, the switching is quicker than that. You have to do it less often. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, uh, it is a, like a minor annoyance in what I think without that might be, you know, a much more considered and less obscure game. Yeah. Than this turned out yeah. to be like. I'll be honest, before you suggested this as a game for us to play, I'd never heard of it. So I was going in with no, you know, I never played any of the Gargoyle Quest games on Game Boy. I meant to for the show, but stuff came up. And mm-hmm. so so I, I went just basically entirely blind with no expectation of what this game was, was even going to be. And in that way, I think this is kind of my purest take on a game we've done for a show so yeah. far. Yeah, it's fun to do. Like, I always like it when I find out that a company that's very trustworthy Mm -hmm. um, has put out something like this. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like Capcom or Konami, like doing a 16-bit game, like is always going to be at least interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, and, and yeah. So that that is, that is a good, is a good feeling. I was happy to revisit it as well. Awesome. The, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what are we doing uh, next time, Cole? Next time, I'm very excited about this. Continue to be excited about it. Uh, We are playing L.A. Noir. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is uh, available for PC and Xbox, PlayStation Three um, as well, and PlayStation Three. And we are doing the uh, the version with the DLC included. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. It will probably be a considerably long episode. Yeah. Um, but we'll do our best <laughs> to uh, to move it along at a non Metal Gear Solid esque pace, <laughs> if we can. Yep. Yeah. But uh, there, there there is a lot to talk about there. And uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm halfway through it, Gary. You just beat it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yep, yep. Uh, it is it is holding up to my to my first impressions as well. Like me too. Like it is it is. I had a great time playing it, um, and I feel like playing it for the show. I'm able to articulate the points of discomfort, mm-hmm. but they're interesting. Like they're crimes of ambition, not crimes of like you know poor design or laziness. Yeah. Like it's just the kind of thing. Like they tried to do a lot of things, and the fact that it succeeded at so many of them mm-hmm. is laudable. The fact that it failed at some of them, you know, the failures are at least interesting. Right. So, um, after that, we're doing Spider-Man two, um, the sequel. To- <laughs> Don't say it like a lawyer. <laughs> Spider-Man two. Okay. The, uh, so after the, uh, you know, after the, the, the sequel to the smash it, Spider-Man one, <laughs> Spider-Man two, um, and for the, uh, GameCube, PS2, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. You yeah. Know, this, this is the one with the swinging. Yes. If- yeah. This is the one with the, like, if I recall some bad side missions that we should ignore and, <laughs> It being an absolute pleasure to get around yeah, all the time. Yeah. So go ahead and get that. It's a uh, very reasonably priced um, secondhand. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's on any kind of uh, backward compatibility, like a, like a, like an e-store or what have you, but uh, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Like a lot of times those Marvel games are not. Oh yeah. Um, things like, you know, uh, X-Men legends or ultimate Alliance or anything like that. Like yeah. you can't, yeah, you know, you can't get ultimate Alliance really, unless <laughs> they, you just buy it used. Yeah. They throw them down the memory. Hole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep, do, yep. do you want me to say what, they're, what we're doing after that? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you answered in force. We put out the poll for the uh, the summer reading, the uh, the visual novels, which we understand are not all visual novels, but humorous. 
Um, yeah. Thank and, you in advance and in retrospect for your patience yep. with our definitions. Yep. And uh, the, the, the answer is a resounding nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Yeah, by, by quite a bit. Yeah. I was expecting to be a little bit closer because Phoenix Wright yep. <laughs> is such a well-loved franchise, but... Mm-hmm. No, yep. everyone's nine on the nine 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 train. So yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm happy to happy to play it. And of course, they pick the one we have to play multiple times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, Cole knows enough about that game for for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're uh, you'll forgive me if I just do the minimum number. Yep. And uh, use some guide and guidance yep. to get to the uh, the end of that the most efficient way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and yeah. it's always fun when we do a genre we've never touched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is not the first DS game we've done uh, for the for the show. Retro Game Challenge takes that, but it is you know one of the only uh, <laughs> DS games we've done. Uh, mm-hmm. I recommend if you're going to get this uh, that you go for the actual DS version. It is very reasonably priced on Amazon; like you can get it for sub twenty dollars. In fact, mm-hmm. all of the entries in the poll are sub twenty dollars um, on Amazon. So I recommend you go check those out if you like this kind of thing. Um, the iOS version cuts out the puzzles. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the game loses something without those. You know, I, I will I will provide a not necessarily a counter argument to that, but I can see both sides. OK, like when I was going to replay it um, before we decided to do it for the show, mm-hmm. I got the iOS version because I didn't want to deal with the the puzzles. Hmm. My re- recollection, I need to play it again, which I'm going to do for the show, was like I don't remember loving the puzzles very much and feeling like I wanted to get back to the story shit. Okay. So my, my my mind might change, but it's up to you whether you think whether you're interested in the puzzles or not. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that the game stands up without them. And if you're just interested in the story, like I think it's probably valid. Yeah. But either or. Play how you like to play. It, it depends both on how much you it. like puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on how much you like that the kind of puzzle that this game does. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which are not. I don't think they're bad as they were. But right. anywho. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then after that, we've got uh, stuff vaguely in the pipeline. Yep. That we will announce later. Yeah. So <sighs> um, admin stuff, you know, as we go along, um, you know, the, we're, we're in the middle of the summer. Um, everything is kind of like rounding up here. Well, now we're not in the middle of summer. We're at the beginning of the summer. Let me retake that. Fuck. My sense of time is all messed <laughs> up. Let me just retake it back okay. to admin stuff. So yeah, uh, some admin stuff. Um, nothing really that big to announce. Thank you, everybody, for participating in the poll. Um, if you found out about us uh, and our Patreon through that, consider looking at the uh, the various uh, reward tiers that are happening there. Uh, that is at uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. That support is instrumental for us being able to do this um, uh, you know, in, in interesting ways um, and to do as much as we do. Yeah. Yeah, and we really appreciate it. If you uh, if you're already supporting us there, or if you uh, cannot afford to, we understand. Mm-hmm. Um, you can support us uh, directly as well by uh, letting people know about the show, telling a friend, um, rating and reviewing the show on iTunes, mm-hmm. or uh, blogging it, like yeah. going on Twitter and, and retweeting when episodes come out. And and people already do that. We're not haranguing anybody. Mm-hmm. Just letting you know that we appreciate it when you do. Yeah. If there's a particular portion of a show that you like, you can actually embed the uh, the, the the SoundCloud dingus um, into a, into a website uh, by going to the time code and putting it in there. It's like YouTube for sound. Uh, they can keep that yeah. if they want to. Um, but yeah, all of those are available <laughs> on our website or on the SoundCloud uh, page at uh, SoundCloud.com slash watch out for fireballs. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, what should uh, what should people watch out for? Cool. Uh, they Tell should watch time. out for firebrands. <laughs>
I'm I'm still looking that up for no good reason. <laughs> I I have no idea why. Like I just can't find a good way to do it. Um, God damn it! Hold on a second. God, uh, like the, this this wiki I'm on has them has it like separated by like alignment and stuff. Oh God! Fuck you. <laughs> um, like oh internet. Uh, Shumagarath. 